But let us open up our Bibles to the book of Mark, chapter 4, verses 35 through 40. Amen. I believe we have a word for somebody today that is either here in the pews or online. We sang a song right now, amen, that talked about when you go through the waters, amen, when you go through the flame, but you will not be overcome. That was a confirmation of our message tonight, but yesterday was more of a confirmation and you'll find out why. Mark chapter 4, verses 35 through 40. The Bible says this. On the same day when evening had come, Jesus said to them, Let us cross over to the other side. And now when they had left the multitude, they took him along in the boat as he was. And other little boats were also with him. And a great wind storm arose. And the waves beat into the boat so that it was already filling. But he, speaking of Jesus, was in the stern, asleep on a pillow. And they awoke him and said to him, Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? Then he arose and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, Peace, be still. And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. But he said to them, Why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? Uh, just for a little bit, I want to uh, speak or teach on this topic this morning of why the storms are sent. Why the storms are sent. Father, we love you and we appreciate you, Lord. We thank you, Father, for the reading of your word. We thank you, Lord Jesus, for your spirit in this place. Lord, I ask that you anoint my lips of clay, Lord, your servant that is here, Father, ready to speak your words, Lord. I pray for every ear that is here ready to uh, receive and to respond and to apply your word to their life, Father, that it would be a blessing to them, Lord Jesus, that we would walk out of this place just a little bit different than the way we walked in, Father. We praise you and we glorify you in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Y'all may be seated in Jesus' name. Amen. I want, I want to uh, start out again by thanking everybody that is here today. Amen. It is good to see uh, uh, all of you today that are here in good health. And for those of you that are uh, tuning in online, amen. And happy 4th of July. Amen. To all of you, we pray that you would all be safe tonight. Amen. Uh, spend some time with your families. And eat lots of barbecue, amen, as we celebrate the independence, amen, of America, amen, uh, the land of the free, amen, because America is based on Judeo-Christian values, amen, and in God we trust, so uh, we are free and we are free indeed, amen. But today I want to talk to you about um, why the storms come, amen, I'm going to try not to do uh, too much preaching today. I want to kind of just talk to you and, and, and teach to you because I, I believe with all of my heart, amen, that as many times as we've heard uh, this portion of scripture being read or being taught or even being preached on, amen, I believe that there was a powerful revelation there for the church that the church has seemed to miss, amen, and it was just revealed to me not too long ago, amen, as some things were happening in my life, amen, and as some things were happening in our home. Amen. Uh, but I want to start out by uh, letting everybody know that we are officially in monsoon season. Can somebody say amen? 
Amen. We are officially in monsoon season. We, we uh, caught a glimpse of it last night. Amen. Yesterday. Amen. Where we saw that uh, it was, uh, we, we're in a time right now where uh, there is uh, uh, these unexpected storms. Amen. That, that come upon us. Amen. Uh, unexpected uh, uh, booming thunder and unexpected lightning amen that comes uh it's always unexpected amen there there it could be nice and shiny out uh, it, it could be a nice day and then all of a sudden the wind comes and then uh, the rain comes uh and uh, the hail sometimes come uh, uh, followed by a whole lot of uh humidity can you say amen Amen, sisters, for those of you that like to do up your hair, uh, amen, I saw that my wife posted a post uh, on social media that said, hey, gals, it's time to, to sport the bun and the ponytail, amen, because uh, the humidity has uh, is rolling on in, amen, uh, because of this unexpected storm that appeared, amen, from one minute to another, you can go from clear blue skies to dark and gray windy storms, uh, I don't know about you, but I don't like monsoon season too much. Amen. We purchased this thing for salsa making, amen, for our canning process. And, and the rain just came out of nowhere. It wasn't a, a typical rain that just fell down uh, to the ground. It came in sideways, amen. It was beaten on the side of the window, on the side of the slider. And so I had to run out there with no shoes on, amen. I was in the water. I was getting hit, and I had to cover that up, uh, amen. I like the rain, but I do not like the humidity after. Can somebody say Amen. Amen. And so we find ourselves now, we find ourselves in a time, we find ourselves in a season, amen, where, where these unexpected winds come, where these unexpected storms come, where this unexpected lightning and, 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 and hail and, and thunder are now upon us, amen. And it's, it's always unexpected, amen. You could be there watching television and then you're, you get an alert on your phone. I got a couple of them. Who got them yesterday? that annoying sound on your phone amen uh, an emergency talking about how we're on a flood warning uh, until nine o'clock or ten o'clock and those things uh, come out unexpectedly my wife and I we were out there uh, doing our thing yesterday we went and had breakfast and uh, uh, we went shopping and we uh, uh, did some things and and the weather was nice it was hot but it didn't look like it was gonna rain it didn't look like the wind was gonna come but as soon as we we got home unexpectedly. Amen. Somebody say unexpectedly. Unexpectedly, this storm just came rushing through. Amen. Uh, it came rushing through and I, I was watching outside uh, the window and I remember telling my wife, I says, man, uh, here comes the weeds. Amen. I better get John on the phone uh, to come out here. Amen. Uh, because uh, uh, these things that are unexpected bring unexpected issues along with them. Can you say amen? And so in this portion of scripture that we read, we find that Jesus had just finished having a church service. Amen. He had just uh, uh, finished having church. Amen. And, and in his sermon, he spoke on several things. Amen. First, he spoke on the parable of the sower of the seed. Amen. He talked about the ones, amen, that fell by the wayside where the word was sown. Amen. The, the word of God was preached. The word of God was taught. The word of God was sown. Amen. And when they heard this word, Satan came immediately and took the word that was sown in their hearts. Amen. He talked about the, the ones that were sown on the stony ground. Amen. Um, this one's the one where they hear the word and immediately they receive it with gladness. Uh, amen. These are the ones that come into the church. Uh, amen. And they're on fire for God and they hear God's word and they're, they're moved. Amen. With compassion and emotion. Uh, amen. And they, they raise their hand. Amen. Every time uh, 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 the, 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 the pastor or the preacher. Amen. Needs something done. Uh, they're the ones that are quick 
to jump on the boat, amen, and to go with Jesus wherever they want. But because they have no root, amen, they get no root in them. They only endure for a short time. As fast as they jumped on, that's how fast they jump off. Can you say amen? There are ones that uh, uh, the Bible says it's sown among the thorns. They are the ones who, who hear the word and the cares of this world and the deceitfulness of riches and the desires for other things comes in and begins to, to choke the word. Amen. The problems of life, the issues of life. Amen. Problems in the marriage, problems in the workplace, problems with the children. All of a sudden, those problems become bigger than God's word. And those issues begin to choke out God's word. Amen. And it causes them to become unfruitful. Amen. And he talked about the ones who, who God sowed on good ground. Those are the ones who hear the word. And those are the ones that accept the word. And those are the ones that bear good fruit. The Bible says some 30-fold, some 60, and some 100. Can you say amen? Man, I would have loved to be in that sermon there with Jesus on that day. I would have loved to be in the audience to hear God preach the word. Amen. And to begin to expound. Amen. On the things of the Lord. Amen. And so he began to teach about the four different types of soil. Amen. That each and every one of us that are here today, we have this kind of soil. Some of us have the stony soil. Some of us have the good soil. Amen. Amen. Uh, where we're being blessed and we're prospering and, and things aren't perfect, but things are good. Uh, why? Because God is at the mantle of our heart. Uh, amen. And so he begins to expound uh, on this different type of soil. And then he moves on to a, a different topic. Amen. Uh, he starts to talk about uh, doing things in secret. Can somebody say amen? He talks about in verse 22, uh, he says, For there is nothing hidden uh, that will not be revealed, uh, nor has anything been kept secret, uh, but that it will come to light. Amen. And so he's letting his audience know that they're called to one, be fruitful, and also to let them know that whatever that is done in secret will ultimately be revealed into his marvelous light. Amen. And so after we see Jesus preaching this powerful message, amen, I can imagine him getting down from whatever wooden box or whatever the Bible says he was on a boat. Amen. But everywhere we're Jesus went. Uh, he was healing people. And so after, amen, Jesus was done preaching and having church, the Bible says that he instructed disciples, the disciples to, to cross over to the other side. Amen. To cross over to the other side. And so before I, I get into the details of the story, I would like to point out something out that is very important, uh, especially in the time that we're living in today. Amen. I want to point out this very important point. Amen. And that is that when they began their journey, when Jesus Christ says, hey, I'm done teaching, I'm done preaching. Let's cross over to the other side. When they crossed over to the other side, Brother Richard, the sea was calm. Just like yesterday during the morning that my wife and I were out there shopping and we were having breakfast. Uh, the weather was calm. The sea was calm. There was nothing happening. There was nothing to be worried about. Uh, everything was nice. Everything was great. Everything was wonderful. Amen. And so when Jesus Christ told them, let's cross over to the other side, the sea was calm. The sailing was smooth. Amen. The disciples, check this out. Watch this. The disciples gave no thought and they gave no consideration that it was Jesus who was keeping the sea calm. Amen, Brother Ernie. There was no acknowledgement when all things were good and when all things were calm. They didn't acknowledge Jesus. 
as far as they were concerned, they didn't know where Jesus had gone. They didn't know where he was sitting. They didn't have no reason to, to, to run to him. They didn't have no reason to bother. But, you know, they didn't even acknowledge that things were good. Amen. And, and I began to read that, and I thought to myself, Brother Daniel, there's so many times in our life, amen, when things are, are smooth sailing, uh, and, and, and nobody in the family is sick, amen, and, and when our bank account is in the black, amen, uh, and when the weather is nice, Brother Greg, uh, that we consider God, uh, that we acknowledge God, uh, and give God all of the honor and all of the glory uh, for the calm that is in our lives, amen. It's not until, it's not until the storms begin to rage in our lives uh, that the prayer wheel begins to turn, amen, in our lives. Amen. Because very rarely will you see the church pews filled at capacity uh, when there's steak on the table and there's food in the refrigerator and there's money in the bank to be spent. Amen. Uh, it's not until uh, the storm hits. Uh, it's not until uh, somebody's sick in their bodies. Uh, amen. That everybody wants to run to the church. Uh, can you say amen? Amen. Let's just look at the last 12 months. That's proof right there. Amen. Let's look at the last 12 months. Uh, I don't know how many calls I received in the last year. Amen. I received so many calls. Uh, amen. So many prayer requests. Uh, Pastor, can you come pray for me? Uh, amen. I tested positive. Uh, Pastor, can you come pray for me? Amen. Uh, uh, so and so is a pastor. Can you come pray for me? Uh, and as a pastor, yes, absolutely. I'm there. I go. Uh, and there were times I, I was able to go into the hospital. There was the times that I was able to go into people's homes. There was times uh, that I couldn't go into the hospital. So I stood in the parking lot and I lifted up my hands and I began to pray by faith. Amen. Uh, for those that were sick in their bodies. Uh, somebody called me one day and they said, Pastor, uh, I need you to come and pray for me. Uh, I've had a fever and it hasn't broken. Uh, a fever of 103, uh, of 104. Uh, I feel like I'm going to die. Uh, and I said, Brother, give me your address. I'm there. Uh, and I stood outside in the parking lot uh, and I lift up my hands to his house uh, and I began began to pray. Uh, amen. Uh, and he called me up later on that night and he said, Pastor, my fever broke. Uh, I'm going to recommit my life. Uh, I'm going to go back to church. Uh, I'm going to be there every Sunday. Uh, he came one time, uh, brother, and I haven't seen them since then. Why? Because we don't need Jesus anymore. Amen. Churches were closed down. Uh, businesses uh, were shut down. Uh, so many people that wanted Jesus, amen. Uh, they, it was through the roof, amen. Uh, but they couldn't find uh, because churches were closed. Uh, businesses were closed. Uh, schools were shut down and hospitals were for those uh, who were on their last breath, uh, amen. And they found themselves in the room uh, all by themselves, amen. Uh, those nurses and those doctors, uh, they became their family, amen, uh, and so many pleading with God, uh, making promises and bargaining with God, uh, God, if you deliver me, uh, I'll serve you all the days of my life, uh, if you heal me and bring me up out of my sick bed, uh, I'll run to the church, uh, I'll be a doorkeeper, amen, uh, I want to sing a song, amen, uh, I want to stand up and I want to testify, uh, amen, they needed Jesus at at that time they needed his power they needed his touch they needed his comfort amen and so we had all these people amen that were bargaining with God and making promises and pleading with God hallelujah and listen to me church there's nothing wrong with that amen there's nothing wrong with needing Jesus we're supposed to run to God in our times of trouble amen but now 
that the storm is over uh, and there is some sort of normalcy, amen. Uh, the prayer wheels uh, are suffering from flat tires, amen. Uh, for some, the tires have completely fallen off, amen. Uh, no longer seeking the things of the Lord. Uh, no longer desiring the things of the Lord. Uh, no longer caring if Jesus is in the room uh, or if he's not. Uh, but can I share something with you? this morning hallelujah that making it through the storm is only the first step in this next season of our lives you see when they started off it was calm and so there was no need to have a conversation with Jesus. Uh, there was no need to keep him awake. Uh, yeah, go ahead, Jesus. Go over there to, uh, to the other part of the boat. Go on the other side. Uh, uh, go to sleep. We don't need you right now. Just go ahead. We, we got this. We're okay on our own. But then when the, 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 the raging came. Let me show you something. I don't want to get too far. Amen. This is good stuff. Let me show you. We saw Jesus was having a church service. Amen. How many of you watched the movie, uh, the series Chosen? How many of you are watching it? Handful of you, you should watch it. It's really good. Amen. Chosen. In, in one of the series, my wife and I, we, we were watching it one day and it made me, I mean, I don't normally shed a tear during movie, and when I do, I kind of hide from my wife, so I don't, <laughs> amen. But this, this uh, series that I saw that one day, that one show, Brother Daniel, it really touched me because it was a portion, it was a part, amen, in the Word of God where, where the crowd came, and they were bringing everybody that was sick, amen. They were bringing the lame, and they were bringing the deaf, and they were bringing, uh, amen, those that were blind and those that were crippled. They were bringing them all, amen. And, and Jesus Christ, it was a huge line, and he was in a tent, uh, and they were bringing them in and out. They were going into the front. They were going in through the back. They were going in through the front. They were going in through the back, but they were walking out the back healed, and he was there for days. He was there for the longest time. He didn't come out. He didn't push nobody away. He didn't say, hey, I'm tired. Come back tomorrow. Amen. Come back next week. Make an appointment. Amen. He stayed there until the very last individual went through the tent and received a healing from God. And you know what he did after that? He came out of his tent. Uh, he walked over to the disciples uh, and he had blood on his face, amen, from, some of, some, from somebody else. Uh, he came over and he had this tired look on his face uh, and he says, hey, uh, the disciples offered him something to eat and he says, no, I'm too exhausted. I'm too tired to eat. I just want to go and sleep. And so we saw Jesus and Mary, the mother of Jesus, was right there and walked him over to his tent. She got down on her knees and she started to unstrap his, his, uh, his sandals. She washed, cleaned his feet, uh, amen, so that he could step into his tent. He laid down and she pulled the blanket over him so that he could go to sleep. She walked out and closed the tent, amen, and he went to bed exhausted. That's what his day looked like. That's what his days still look like. Amen. Because he's still healing. He's still touching. He's still doing a work in people's lives. And so right here in this portion of scripture, I read it and I thought about that portion. I said, man, everywhere Jesus went, he left exhausted. He left tired. Amen. And so in this portion of scripture, we read, we find that Jesus is exhausted. How do we know this? Because he went to go find a place to sleep. 
He went to go find a place to lay his head. He had just finished preaching a powerful message to the crowd. Amen. And in this service, uh, uh, the healed were, the sick were healed. Amen. The, the blind eyes were opened uh, and the deaf ears were unstopped. Uh, amen. He healed the lepers uh, and all, he did this all while dealing with the traps of the Pharisees. On top of all of that, he was having to deal with a rowdy group of people that were trying to trap him and that were trying to attack him. Amen. So we find in this portion of scripture, if you use your imagination and you think outside, how many of you are exhausted from an eight-hour day of work? How many of you want to deal with people after an eight-hour day of work? I know all of you want to raise your hand, but you're just, just not doing it. Amen. You go and you have a nine to five and then you want to go home and relax. You want to go home and kick off your shoes and put up your feet uh, on the lazy boy. You don't even want to answer a text uh, or a phone call. Let it go to voicemail. I'll get at him tomorrow. Amen. Uh, and so can you imagine how tired Jesus was uh, after preaching a sermon? Amen. And then healing all of the people that were there that needed healing. Amen. He was physically and mentally exhausted and so he tells his disciples to take him cross him over to the other side amen in the waters and him being exhausted the bible lets us to know that he makes his way to the stern of the boat amen where he falls fast asleep and as he lay there asleep Tired and exhausted. The Bible says that suddenly, just like yesterday, that suddenly and expected, unexpectedly, a life-threatening storm appears. Amen. The Bible says that this unexpected storm was so rough that the disciples, uh, they, feared, they feared for their lives. Uh, amen. As the, the waves begin to bang uh, up against the boat and as, as water began to feel around them, amen, they were afraid. And now they acknowledge that Jesus was with them. It wasn't until the storm came that they ran to find Jesus and to look for Jesus and to wake up Jesus from his sleep. Amen. And I thought about that and I said, man, that is so true. Not in everybody's life. But in the life of some. Where the only time we pray is when somebody is sick or something's going on. God, I need you to open the doors. God, I need you to close the doors. God, I need you to provide. God, I need you to do this. God, I need you to do that. Hey, is the church open? I want to go pray. Hey, is the pastor available? I need him to come pray. Hey, is the reverend available? I need him to come pray. Hey, I need this. I need that. But when nobody's sick and when there's no need for Jesus, amen, we leave him dormant and asleep in our lives. Amen. And so right there, it blew my mind. It blew my mind. I would have been tending to Jesus. The Bible says that Jesus made his way to the stern. They didn't lead him there. They didn't tell him, hey, we know you're tired. Let us feed you. Hey, we know you had a long day. We know you're exhausted. Here, lay down right here. Let's go. No, they let him wander off on his own. They let him go on by himself. And then when the storm came, they said, hey, where's Jesus? We need him. Jesus, wake up from your sleep. Now, like I said, it's not everybody. Amen. I know this message isn't for everybody. But we see right here that it wasn't until the storm came. Can I tell you, church, uh, that we shouldn't be waiting for something bad to be happening in our life uh, for us to run to Jesus. 
Jesus should always be there. Jesus should always be with you. Jesus should always be topic of conversation. Jesus should always be at the center. Man, I'm having a good day. Thank you, Lord, for making my day so good. Man, I got an extra $100 on my check. Thank you, Lord, for giving me an extra $100. Man, that way I can give an extra $10 tithe. Hello, somebody. Amen. Thank you, Jesus, that my car, amen, didn't run out of gas. Thank you, Jesus, that my tires are good. Thank you for this. But then as soon as, for some that don't, they wait till the light turns on. Oh, come on, Jesus. Just let me get to the next exit so that I can put some gas in my car. Amen? Oh, man, I got a nail in my tire. Come on, Jesus, just let me get through the week. I promise I'll take it to the Yantera on Saturday. Amen. And so they didn't run and wake up Jesus until he was needed. And so I feel that I feel it in my spirit that we saw it during 2020. Amen. And it was good. It was great to see it, Brother Daniel. And everybody was prophesying, man, there's going to be a revival that's going to break out after this thing goes away. The churches are going to be the capacity. Pastor Larry, you're going to need a bigger building because all of your seats are going to be full. Amen. Quite the contrary. Jesus isn't needed anymore. So I don't need to be faithful to the house of the Lord. I don't need to be faithful in prayer. I don't need to be faithful in my ministry. I don't need to be faithful in the things of God. Why? Because I don't need Jesus right now. Amen. That's what the Lord showed me. I was like, man, the disciples, check this out. Listen, listen, this is a golden nugget right here. Jesus was with them the entire time. Jesus was with them the entire time. They were all in the same boat and they were all in the same storm together. He never left them. He never left them. Can I tell you today, church, uh, that, that the, the, the presence of a storm doesn't mean that God has left you? Amen? It doesn't mean that God doesn't care about you. You know, there are some people today that are walking around with a dark cloud over their life right now. Things aren't going right. Uh, things aren't going the way that they should. Amen. They feel like that cartoon. Uh, amen. Uh, where that it's just raining on top of that cartoon character and thundering and lightning. Uh, and nobody else is being rained on but that character. Amen. Uh, everywhere they go. Uh, everywhere they are at. Uh, amen. There's rain. Uh, it's dark. Uh, there's thunder. There's lightning. Uh, amen. And somebody is there right Right now, today, uh, but I want you to know, uh, amen, that Isaiah 43 verses 1 and 2 says this. Uh, he says, fear not, for I have uh, redeemed you. I have called you by your name. You are mine, says the Lord. And when you pass through the waters, I'll be with you. And when you pass through the rivers, it will not overflow you. And when you walk through the fire, you will not be burned. Neither shall the flame scorch you. We just sang the song. God has not left you in your storm. As a matter of fact, he's there more than ever. Why? Because when you are weak, he is strong. Amen. And so even though your boat is taking on water, uh, amen, and the rear and the, the fear of sinking has come upon you, uh, don't be afraid because God is with you, uh, amen. You will not sink, uh, amen. You might be getting rocked and tossed to and fro, uh, amen. But when that starts to happen, uh, all you got to do uh, is call upon the name that is above every name, uh, amen, and he will come to you. Uh, he will be awake in your life. Amen. Uh, and he will see you through. Matthew chapter 11 and verse 28 says, come unto me all ye that labor and are heavy laden and I will give you rest. Amen. 
But many times in our storm, we feel like God doesn't love us. We feel like, like God has abandoned us, like he's left us all to ourselves. Amen. And sometimes we don't understand what we're, what we're going through. We don't understand the tests. We don't understand the, the trials. Amen. We don't understand these things. But check this out. Jesus says this in the book of Matthew chapter 5 and verse 45. Because I hear this a lot. A lot of people say this. A lot of people say, I'm faithful. I love the Lord. God's first in my life. I go to church. I give to the needy. I pay my tithe. I give my offering. I serve. I do this. I do that. Why are these things happening to me? Why am I going through this? Jesus says this in the book of Matthew, chapter 5 and verse 45. He says, you may be the sons of your father in heaven. He says, you may be the sons of your father in heaven. But he makes his son rise on the evil and on the good. He sends rain on the just and the unjust. We're going to go through the storms, church. We're going to be tested. Amen. We have some teachers here in the house. When you give a test to your students, when they fail it, what do they got to do? They got to retake it. Amen. If you don't pass the fifth grade, what happens? You got to retake the fifth grade. I don't know. Sometimes they push them through. We're seeing the effects of that, aren't we? Pushing them through. Society, we have an entitled society now. Very entitled. Amen. But I remember being in college, Brother, uh, Oscar, uh, brother uh, Greg, and I always struggled with math. Oh, man. And I used to annoy the professor in our classroom. Hold on a second. Don't erase that. Go back. Put it back on the board. He put it up there real fast, and then he erased it, and then do it again, and, then, and I was like, hey, bro, go back, go back. Go back to the first one, not the third one, the first one. Stop erasing it. Keep on working down. And you know what he told me, Sister Desiree? He said, you need to go get tutoring in the library. And I said, no, I don't. You're my teacher. Just go slow. Just go slow. And I used to have this fear of failing that class because I, I knew I was going to have to take it over if I failed. And it was going to cost me money. And I didn't have no money. I was broke. And so I, I always looked at and I look at that like that now in, in my spiritual walk and in, in my walk with the Lord that when I, when I fail a test with my wife, guess what? I'm going to have to take it again. When I fail a test with the brother, I'm going to have to take it again. When I fail a test at work, I'm going to have to take it again. When I let my emotions and my feelings get the best of me, guess what? I failed the test. It's going to come back. And it's going to come back. I tell my kids all the time, amen, in your marriage, you're going to go through things and you're going to have tests. But if you don't learn how to work it out in a godly fashion, guess what? You're going to fail and you're going to have to take it again. You know, I went and took the driving test, brother Daniel. I passed it on the third try. Had the whole church fasting for me. And it wasn't that, that I was going to, 
I was like, if I fail it, I'll take it again. But now the, you got to wait six months and then you got to pay. And I was broke. But I passed it. And you know what? They wouldn't give me my license until I passed the test. And then after you take the written test, you got to take the driving test. And if you don't pass that, you got to pass it, take it again. And then you know what happened, Brother Daniel? I went and got my commercial driver license, and I passed it the first try, both things, the written and the driving. And so God is saying that the rain falls on the just and the unjust. We're going to go through trials. We're going to go through tests. But if you keep failing the same test over and over, guess what? God is like the teacher in the classroom. Amen. When you fail the, the, the test of finances, guess what? He brings you back into the classroom and he gives you the test again. When you fail that test, amen, he brings you back into the classroom just like a teacher does, and he gives you the test again. Amen. And so we have to uh, 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 continue to trust in the things in the Lord. Listen, church, amen. I'm going to get back to the sermon. I don't know why we went off into that area. Only God knows. Amen. But listen to what I'm going to say today. Amen. Because this is important. How many of you have been watching the news? We've been watching the news. Amen. We've been watching the news. I was watching the news a couple of days ago, and I saw that most of the western United States, amen, is in a severe drought. I think somebody said that they canceled the fireworks because of a drought. In, where, in Florida? Or here? Here as well. Amen. But I, I, I was watching the news, amen, and in the news, they pulled up the, the United States and all of the western part of the United States is all red, amen, that we're in a severe drought, amen. Crops are dying, trees and grass have no water, no water to produce fruit, no water to produce wheat or grain, amen, and farmers are praying. There was a farmer that got on the news, amen, and, and he said this, he says, we're praying that God would bring rain. You have people praying for a storm. Praying for a storm. They don't, he said, I don't care about the lightning. I don't care about the wind. I don't care about the thunder. I just need a storm. Why? Because when a storm comes in the natural, it causes the ground to soften. And it allows the roots to penetrate deeper into the ground. Amen. And the deeper the roots grow, the stronger the tree, the stronger the plant, the stronger the fruit. Amen. The deeper it goes, it makes it more durable. So that when the next rain comes, and the next wind comes, and the next flood comes, they're deeply rooted and they can withstand the storm. Oh, help us, Jesus. Amen. You are stronger because of the storm. Amen. Somebody hashtag this. And I know it's going to be long, but I need somebody to hashtag it today for me. Desiree. Amen. Somebody hashtag this. Watching online right now, hashtag it. That whatever the devil sends to destroy you, God will use to strengthen you. Hashtag that. Amen. That whatever the devil sends to destroy you, God is going to use to strengthen you. Amen. And I'm going to come to a close, but before I do, we're going to close right now with that hashtag. Not with that hashtag, but I got to. I want to close with a very powerful revelation that the Lord has left for the church. If you remember anything out of this message today, remember this, church, as we stand.
I read this story over and over and over. You know, my wife and I and Alex, we watched a movie on Friday. Friday night, the house. And it made my spirit really uneasy. And it wasn't the movie. It made my spirit very uneasy after that. I went upstairs and I sat on the bed. And and I was thinking about this story. hit me like a ton of bricks that there is a powerful revelation in this story that has been missed and that has been left for the church when Jesus said let us cross over to the other side the Bible says that suddenly unexpectedly Brother Daniel, a storm was sent to kill them. And some of you are probably saying right now, Pastor, how do you know the storm was sent to kill them? It doesn't say that. But we see that that storm was sent to kill them. Because in the book of Ephesians chapter 2 verses 1 and 2. The Bible says you have been made alive. Speaking of us who were dead in trespasses and in sin. In which you once walked according to the course of this world according to the prince of the air remember that Satan was given authority by God He's the prince of the air. He is the prince of darkness. He is the prince of this world. And the reason why he's a prince is because God is king. Amen. And he can't be above God. That's what got him kicked out of heaven. And so he is the prince. And a prince has some authority. A prince has some power. And because he is the prince of the air. I truly believe that he sent that storm to kill Jesus and his disciples. And we watched that movie Friday night and I told my wife as she was coming out of the restroom. I looked at her and I said, Lord, I I said, honey, I says, The devil tried to kill Jesus and his disciples. Remember I told you that? And I went to sleep almost depressed. Feeling bad for Jesus and for the disciples. Man, this guy tried to kill them. And I thought, how many storms is Jesus sending or is is Satan sending into the lives of his disciples? How many storms is he sending? I was angry at the devil that night. I said, man, how dare you try to kill Jesus? How dare you try to take out the disciples?
and believe the devil sent the storm to kill them and to keep them from reaching the other side. But I asked why? Why were you trying to keep them from reaching the other side? And I began to read in the Word of God. I read through it. I read through it. And then I got to chapter 5. And it gives us the answer of why Satan was trying to kill Jesus and the disciples that day through that storm. Why he sent the storm. Why the storm was sent. It was sent because deliverance was waiting on the other side. Deliverance was waiting, Brother Daniel, on the other side. That's why the storm came. That's why we have problems in our marriage. That's why we struggle in the workplace. That's why we struggle with our children. Why? Because the sin sends a storm to keep us from getting to the other side. And I was excited. I was like, man, what were you trying to stop Jesus from doing? What were you trying to this? What are you trying to stop God's disciples from doing? What are you trying to stop us from doing? Why are you trying to get us so wrapped up in ourselves and all these things? What is it that you're trying to keep us from doing? Satan is trying to keep us from getting to the other side. Why? Because there was a man who was living in the caves who was possessed by a legion of demons that needed to be set free. The Bible says that when they came to the other side of the sea, to the country of the Gardarians, and when Jesus came out of the boat, immediately there met him out of the tombs a man with an unclean spirit who had been dwelling among the tombs and no one could bind him, not even with chains because he had, he had often been bound with shackles and chains and the chains had been pulled apart by him and the shackles were broken in pieces. Neither could anyone tame him. And always night and day he was in the mountains and in the tombs crying and cutting himself with stones. And the Bible says that when he saw Jesus from afar, he ran. He threw himself at his feet and he worshipped him. And he cried out with a loud voice and said, What have I to do with you, Jesus, son of the most high God? I implore you by God that you do not torment me. Those were the demons talking. And he said to him, come out of the man, you unclean spirit. And in verse 15, the Bible says that when they came to Jesus and saw the one who had been in the cave, who had been chained, who had been cutting himself, who was demon possessed and had the legion sitting now and clothed in his right mind next to Jesus. The devil was trying to stop Jesus and the disciples from setting him free. And I believe it with all of my heart that he is trying to stop someone today from crossing over the other side to bring deliverance to somebody. And as long as he can keep you in the storm, you're not going to reach anybody.
Amen. You're not going to bear any fruit. Uh, he, and check this out. He's going to use your job. Uh, he, he's going to use your children. Uh, he's going to use your husband. Uh, he's going to use your wife. Uh, he's going to use family members uh, from keeping you, from stepping into your calling. Uh, amen. But can I remind you today uh, that Jesus was with them the whole time. Jesus was with them the whole time. All they had to do was, was wake him up in their life. Can I tell somebody today uh, that all you got to do if you're going through the storm of your life uh, is just wake up Jesus. Because there's a family member that needs to be restored. There's a family member that is losing their mind. There's a family member that is on their way to a devil's hell. There's a family member. There's a friend. There's a co-worker. But you'll never know as long as you're caught up in the storm. When I read that, Brother Daniel blew me away. And I said, man, how many times, how many times, honey, do you and I, we're at odds and we're arguing and somebody needs to be reached. And then we step back and we look at each other and we're like, that darn devil, he ain't going to get the victory in this house. You see, if Jesus can keep you, if the devil can keep you distracted with, with these, these things that, that are insignificant, these things that are petty, then, then, he, he, then your family's over there dying. Your children are all caught up in sin and, and doing ungodly things. Uh, amen. While, the, while, while people are over here fighting in the storm. We have to understand that, that the devil has power. The devil has influence. If we could just remember, the Bible says in the book of Romans, chapter 8, verse 28. The Bible says that we know that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to His purpose. Say, Pastor, why am I going through this storm? Why am I going through this trial? Because you were called. You're called according to his purpose. You know, church, he's not going to go after the ones out there in the world. He's already got them. He's going to come after you. He's going to come after me. He's going to try to pit me against my wife, and he's going to try to pit my wife against me. Why? Because if he can get us fighting with each other all day long, then who are we going to reach? Who are we going to restore? Who are we going to witness to? Who are we going to tell about the goodness of God when in our mind God ain't so good? Satan sent the storm to kill Jesus. He sent the storm to kill the disciples. And he's still sending the storms today. Let's pray. Father, we love you. We appreciate you, Lord Jesus. We thank you, Lord, for this powerful revelation that you have given to the church today, Father.
Lord, we want you to be active and alive and well in our lives. Father, because there is a work that needs to be done. The harvest is ready. Father, and we need peace in our lives. We need the storm to be removed so that we can do your work. Father, and I pray for every individual that is in this house today, Lord, young and old. Father, that you would move in their life, Lord Jesus, like you've never moved before. Father, I pray for the marriages in this place today, Lord. I pray that they would be stronger than ever, Lord Jesus, that you would be in the center of their lives, Lord, Father God, that the storms of life would be removed from us today, Lord, so that we could reach those that are lost. Father, we rebuke the devil today in Jesus' name. We bind him. And we cast him into the bottomless pit today. Father, so that we can do your work. In Jesus' name.